This show is for every woman who has accepted pain and discomfort as inherent to being a woman, or who has denied any part of themselves to make it or feel accepted. Women of reproductive age have been left out of a lot of research because our bodies and our hormones are considered too complicated. What is worse is this idea trickles down to education, leaving most women with very little information about how their bodies work. Not only are we not taught how our bodies work, but once you start asking questions, it is surprisingly difficult to find answers. I believe that every woman deserves to know how her body works, to recognize when symptoms arise, and to feel confident in her inner voice. Because the pain, the mood swings, and the hormones are not your problem. They're your body's messengers. I am here to confront and change narratives around being a woman, being hormonal, and yes, PMSing. I'm your host, Brianna Villegas, and welcome to My Hormone Rants. Hey friends, welcome back. Today I'm continuing on this series that we're in about how our cycle really impacts us. And last week we started bringing this into our life. How does it affect our relationships? How does it affect the way that we show up? And today we're talking about how it shows up with us when we go to work, when we're planning out our month, our quarter, or when we're faced with a day full of tasks that just don't quite align with the energy that we're showing up in that day. And what do we do with that? One thing I love about doing this podcast is that I'm really able to go into like teacher mode and bring you just a lot of information because I think that knowledge is so empowering and it's really this first step of having awareness that it's a thing, that there's more, there's better available to even start questioning and thinking like, are there things that I'm accepting in my day-to-day that don't really feel good, but I'm just going with it because that's what you do. But what I love about coaching is being able to get into the nitty-gritty of what this actually looks like. And I had the pleasure of doing this a little bit um, earlier this week. I did my first workshop with a corporate women's group and it was the best. I had so much fun sharing about this and connecting the dots between how we feel at work, how we feel day in and day out. And we also got to do some hot seats and answer some really specific questions. And so I'm excited to kind of bring some of that into our conversation today. And I think the place that we really have to start is recognizing that there's a problem to begin with. You know, so many of us have been going about our life, going about our careers, going about our businesses, and like we're doing all right. You know, maybe you haven't quite hit that wall of your capacity where you're like, I need a change. I need to get serious about my health. Or maybe you have. Maybe that's what has brought you into, you know, my world, what's brought you into this space of like, I can't keep living this way. And especially during and post-pandemic, the stats are backing that up, that women are even more burned out. And there was a study done by McKinsey & Company called Women in the Workplace. One of the stats that they shared was that women are more burned out um, as of 2021 than they were in 2020 during the pandemic, and that the rates of burnout were even higher for women than for men. And so we know that there is something here. It's not, well, we all went through a pandemic or we're all, you know, juggling this work-life balance. There is something different happening for women. And what I believe to be a really key component of that is that even just that business as usual rhythm of our typical workday isn't one-to-one with how 
our energy as women ebbs and flows. So if you think about the typical workday, it's usually set up with peak productivity set for those early mornings, you know, 8 a.m. to noon is that powerhouse time where you're supposed to put your hardest things first. You're supposed to, you know, try and keep meetings safe till the afternoon to not disrupt that flow. And then you get that early to late afternoon window where it's more of this like happy hour mentality, right? Where it's like, all right, schedule your meetings or set up the networking event in this window. And then you think about, okay, and then the workday is over and you get to go home and you get to rest and relax and, you know, get ready to rinse and repeat. Is it set up that way because men created that system and they made decisions of when they're going to do things based on what feels good, based on what they wanted to do. And by men created this, I mean, you know, centuries ago, when the modern sort of workday started to take shape, the only people that were having those conversations, the only people in the room were white men who had property. And so that's still the pattern that we follow today. But the reality is that's the most productive for them because that aligns with how their natural energy ebbs and flows. And that's directly connected to hormones. For men, their testosterone and cortisol are highest first thing in in the morning. And so they're primed for productivity. In that two to four window, two to five window in the afternoon, testosterone has started to dip and they're more sensitive to their estrogen levels. You know what that means? They're feeling more social. They want to network and collaborate and be around people. And then after the workday ends, they head home and they're heading into their sort of rest and reflect energy where they want to zone out. They want to decompress. And it aligns not only with our typical workday, but with how we think about time as in a 24-hour clock. It also aligns well with the fact that like, oh, it's natural. Like as the sun goes down, we're preparing for sleep anyway. And then it repeats every single day. So they just follow this pattern and it feels good. It feels natural. And so they're not even necessarily aware that this is a thing. Most men don't know that that's why mornings feel good for them. And so when I talk about this idea of cycle syncing work, I'm not asking anyone to do anything radical. All I'm saying is recognize that your ebb and flow is different and it's not one-to-one with this typical workday. What if you gave yourself permission to adjust the way you interacted with that typical workday to honor the fact that your energy ebbs and flows over 28 days instead of 24 hours? When I have conversations about putting this into practice, the responses and the questions that come up are very different if it's a group of entrepreneurs or a group of, you know, corporate nine to fivers. Women who are running their own businesses, who have the control and say over what goes on to their calendar when, they often feel like, I have so much open space. How do I organize it? How do I decide what I should or shouldn't do? How frustrating is that when you're like, okay, I'm going to take, you know, this half day to do family things, but you wake up that day feeling so like in the zone and like, oh, if I could have just sat down, like I know I could have knocked out so many things. Or you invest in getting childcare and providing a distraction-free zone so that you can really get work done and then you show up to that block of time that you've curated and the motivation and energy just isn't there. 
And I even had a friend who's also an entrepreneur and she was telling me how she has a team member who will give her prompts of like, hey, you know, it's time to update the blog. She is aware that there's like a certain blog day. Like I'll know when I wake up this day, it'll be like, it's blog day. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I know it hasn't happened yet. And she'll kind of try and hold off those prompts until she wakes up in that blog energy. And then she's like, all right, let's batch the blog. Just imagine how much more effective blog day would be if she knew the exact day it was coming and could plan for childcare that day and plan to, you know, find a space that was actually inspiring and distraction free, not like typing at your computer while staring at, you know, piles of laundry or dirty dishes. And that's really the beauty of it. When I talk to nine to fivers, like the group of women that I talked to earlier this week, the primary concern is that I don't have control over my schedule. I don't get to decide exactly when I do everything, right? There's project deadlines, especially in client services, like the client is king. That's who kind of determines when things have to happen. And so what do I do when I show up to work on my period, super low energy, low motivation, and probably cramps, you know, and fatigue and discomfort? How do I navigate these two things? And is it possible to honor this energy without having to tell my boss or my team members what day of my cycle I'm on? Just because you're in this energy doesn't mean that you have to batch every task. So for example, if you're in your menstrual phase and it's like you're feeling very intuitive and wanting like clarity and prioritization, one, you can use that skill to balance out like, look, I feel this level of energy. This is what my capacity is today. What can I prioritize? What's the most important thing that gets done today? And what does not make it on that list and can get pushed or removed altogether? The other thing is when you know you're in this energy and that's where your inclination is, that's where your brain and your body want to go. Like what if you just created one single hour in your day to put towards that energy? So if you're on your in your menstrual phase, like what if you made it either a pre-work journal practice, gave yourself some time to reflect, or you allotted one hour in your workday to reflect on questions about your career, reflect on questions about your project, and do kind of a bird's eye view and say, is this system working? And then you go about the rest of your day, but in that process, you've given space for the energy that you're in. The other thing that you'll find is the more that you create space for your current energy, it actually creates more energy. It creates motivation. Of course, you're not motivated to do things that don't feel good and don't feel aligned. And that's when we get caught up in, you know, productive procrastination, right? Because we're looking for any kind of distraction from the thing that actually needs to get done. But if we accept that those things are not matched, then we can go in with eyes open and say, okay, I'm allotting this time for myself to do what feels good. And then I'm going to focus on this one task that's really important and give myself grace that this might take me longer than it might, you know, the next week when you're in follicular and super high energy. But allow that to be okay and give yourself permission to not do some of the other little tasks that maybe were on your to-do list that day. But one of the questions that came up, and again, this is my favorite part about this, is when you get to personalize it and say, okay, what are the yeah buts? The, yeah, but my role is like this and I can't do those suggestions. Maybe maybe you're client-facing and your face is literally 
on camera all the time because you're presenting and you are the face of the company. So I can't turn my camera off. I can't minimize that sort of energy output. And this also ties in with this idea of like, how do I do that? How do I ask for an accommodation without being like, hey, I'm on my period? My suggestion was this. When a meeting comes in, but you can put in a buffer, like five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, what, so that you build in this time for yourself to do a check-in so that you are, you know, hydrated and you're fed and you have a minute to just rest and like not worry about what your face looks like so that you can recharge enough to be on when that next call hits. It doesn't have to be some big, huge boundary, but we have to be conscious of our energy because yes, you can do back-to-back meetings for a full workday, but can you do that day in and day out? No, because the reality is like we're living in these chronic states of being burnt out and it's because we're not honoring these rhythms and we're not creating these many moments. But even more important than carving out bigger chunks of time is creating these mini moments because it's these daily practices of two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes across your day that allows you to actually bring your cortisol levels in check and keep your hormones balanced and keep yourself supported so that you can show up with more energy more of the time. And when I'm working with my clients, this is always coming from a place of personalization. It comes from a place of what are your goals? What are your priorities right now? And what counts as performance, meaning it's game day. This is the priority for today. This is the priority in my career or in my family, whatever area of life it is. And this is what I'm showing up for no matter what. And once we establish that, then we can say like, okay, so then... How do we work around that priority to make sure that you're supported so you can continue to show up for that thing day in and day out? It's so important that when we think about our workday, we also think about ourselves in a holistic way, that it's not just about the energy that you're expending in the workplace or on a specific task. It's also, what is your morning routine before you start work? What is your routine at the end of the day? If you have a day packed full of calls when you're on your period and your energy is low and it's just, it's not the best fit, but those are things that need to happen. What are you doing in the morning to set yourself up to be ready to go for that? And what are you doing that evening and even the next day or that weekend to help you recharge so that you don't remain working from this place of depletion? And if you think about, you know, any athlete, when it's game day, they go full out. It's 100%. They perform and they play through pain, through discomfort, through cramps, through hunger. Everything's on the line. But that's not how they train. That's not how they practice. They're careful to have rest days, to do things that are going to protect their body. So on game day, they can go full out. And so again, the point isn't to say that You need to, you know, create this like red tent moment. You need to create this like space where you, you know, exit society for two to three days of your month and then you re-enter transformed and rejuvenated. No, that's not our modern Western culture. And that's not even necessary. But what is necessary is understanding how your cycle plays 
into and interacts with your capacity and your season of life. Because there may have been a time early in your career where you could have meetings all day, where you could work late nights, you could go to the happy hours and networking events, and you slept in on Saturday and you were good to go. But as you add on more responsibilities in your career, maybe you're adding on responsibilities at home with kids, with a pet, with a relationship. Maybe you're transitioning into a place where you're taking care of your parents. All of these other responsibilities also pull from that same well. You get to experiment because ultimately this is a framework that's designed to help you have more self-awareness and more knowledge about yourself so that you can do things in a way that serve you and that ultimately feel good. And honestly, you know, this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, I've never made this connection before between, you know, the male hormone pattern and our typical workday and how we're just doing it in a way that isn't aligned with our energy flows. And you're like, I would love to have this conversation being opened up at my company. Definitely reach out to me. You can send me a DM on Instagram at Brianna Vegas Coaching. Or send me an email at hello at briannaviegas.com. I would love to connect with you. I also want to let you know that there's just two more days to apply for a spot in my Cycle Syncing Coaching Program. I'm going to put a link to apply in the show notes. And what you're applying for essentially is a chance to get on the phone with me and to find out if this program is a good fit for you. And honestly, it's a very no-pressure call. My goal with the call is for you to come away with a full body no or a full body yes or maybe a full body not right now. Regardless, I want you to come away with clarity and knowing where you stand. And on my end, first, I love getting on the phone with you guys. I love connecting with you. And regardless of whether you decide to join the program or not, these conversations are so valuable for me because it's really the best way for me to learn how to best serve and support you moving forward. So definitely reach out, apply for that call. I can't wait to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more great episodes like this one, subscribe on iTunes, follow on Spotify, or wherever you listen, and be sure to share with someone who could also benefit from this information. And if you want to learn more about how I can help you stop normalizing your symptoms and start optimizing your experience, head to briannaviegas.com or find me on Instagram at briannaviegascoaching.com.